You're listening to the I-5 Corridor, hosted by Tyson Alger and Aiden Schneider. Hey everyone, Tyson Alger here. Welcome to the I-5 Corridor podcast. We have Aiden Schneider and Justin Myers of Rip City Radio. It's, it's nice seeing, one, it's nice seeing Aiden because it's our first podcast we've done in a while, but also it's nice seeing Justin or talking to Justin not at like 8.30 in the morning when I usually talk to him on stage. Um, there are some serious things that we could talk about in this podcast. The, the NFL draft just happened. Uh, spring ball finished up a couple of weeks ago. We could dive into all that. But in truth, it's supposed to be like 72 degrees and sunny today. And it's rained nearly every freaking day this month. Or it's actually been like rain and hail and sleet. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a tornado touched down. So we're going to lead... We're just going to hop right into this. It's a the I-5 Corridor's guide to a nice day in the, the Portland region. And um, actually, first, I kind of want to just go around the horn and have you guys uh, explain your credentials as to why that you feel <laughs> like that you are um, worthy of, of, of drafting here in today's draft. So we're going to start with you, Justin. Um, okay. Yeah, let's just go. Uh, listen, like I have lived this life, this Pacific Northwest life from from birth. You know, I am a I am a five four one guy. It says so on my Twitter profile. But I've lived in the Pacific Northwest, so I feel like I know about fake spring and fake spring day <laughs> fakeouts and how Mother Nature is cruel in the month of April and May to all of us Oregonians or Pacific Northwesterners, because every once in a while, Mother Nature will sprinkle a little, you know, like today. Here's 72 and sunny. Pull out your, your, uh, you know, your shorts, put away your winter coat, uh, put away your stocking caps, sunglasses and tank tops from here on out, only to have it to be 58 and rainy, probably, I think, the next two days. So, yes, I have, I have, I have. Pun intended. I have weathered this storm. Ooh, ooh well since, done. Since, points. Since, Tony since Reale birth. points. Points right there. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Since birth. And I also, I also know, like, just the, just the cruelness of, of a day like today. Because it's almost like you. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to talk about ways to enjoy it. That's why we need a guide. But we also have to know the reality of the situation, and that is. It's going away. There's nothing <laughs> consistent about it, and and you cannot count on days sticking around. Okay, okay, that's uh, you've you've stated your case well. Uh, some, some someone should put this guy on the radio. Uh, now and now we go to another native Oregonian, and un- unfortunately, he can't throw around his age like Justin can. But uh, Aiden, let's uh, let, let's hear your credentials here. So uh, I don't have quite as many years of experience but i was born and raised in portland uh went to college in eugene so been living in the state my whole life and uh similar to what justin said i just know that when you get those teases of a day when the weather hasn't been great you got to take advantage of it and we're not quite there yet to the sunny weather but I know that I'm going to be outside the entire day today and who knows what that means for work and any other commitments I have, but we'll figure that out. Later. <laughs> that's, that's why we're recording the podcast tonight instead of tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little outgunned here. I'm, I'm not from Oregon, uh, but I do feel like as having grown up in a similar bad weather state, um, I mean, from the months of March through kind of mid-May, they call it breakup in Alaska. And it's not just because people are um, uncoupling. It's it's because it's uh, like three months of just defrosting and it doesn't it doesn't smell good. You know, you're you're just you're just hoping for that one day where it gets over 35 degrees and you put the shorts on. And, and so I, I can appreciate a nice day. And uh, I think that's what this really is, is, you know, this isn't competition, guys, even though it will be graded and it will be distributed out on social media. But this is really um, a way for us to appreciate this gift that we're going to be given today. So uh, we're going to go snake draft. Let's start with the guest. We're going to go Justin, Aiden, Tyson. And uh, let's go. Uh, let's go five deep, five picks. Five, five, picks five deep. deep. OK. And this is this is things to do on the one nice spring day that we get. Just Correct. guide for a great day. Uh, I am going to start. Uh, I think it's an obvious choice, but you know what? You can't mess up with the number one overall pick. So I don't want to take too big of a swing here. Grill. You have to grill on a day mm. like today. Now, like the Postal Service, 
snow, wind, sleet, or rain will not stop me from grilling. But on a day like today, it is uh, 100%. I may grill twice today. I'm, I may go lunch <laughs> and dinner. But the bang, bang. Yeah, absolutely. But there's there's something about whether and if you're if you're a propane guy, if you're a if you're a charcoal guy, whatever you want. I'm a I'm a pellet guy. Um, but just something about the smell of of like grilled meats on a uh, on a beautiful spring day that I think that's number one. You got to get out. and You got to grill. I, I don't think any of us can really argue with that one. That's 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 about as, as good as you get as good as it gets. It's kind of like taking an offensive tackle as the number one overall pick. It might not be like super sexy. No, but like, you know, you're going to get like a solid 12 years out of that Weaver grill. 12 years, about seven pro bowls, you know, may, like maybe a super bowl run here and there. And, and in the end, <laughs> you're probably going to give a speech in can. Yep, exactly. All right. All right. Let's go to Aiden. All right. Well, I was, I was a little worried that this, uh, this wasn't going to be there at the number two pick, but I'm glad we made it. I think it's a nice compliment to Justin's pick, and it is cracking open a cold one. Whatever that is to you, a beer, seltzer, soda pop if you're a, a little one, but uh, definitely going to make time to to get outside and have a drink. That's for sure. It if it's if it's the like the perfect day of the spring and you're outside and you know you're you're thinking it's probably it's going to be warm like really warm maybe around like three four o'clock are you going with like an ipa like to like enjoy like the organ elements or are you going for something lighter like a like a pilsner or you know you're you're a little bit closer to college than justin and i are are you still going with like maybe like a keystone or like a pbr uh not quite a keystone you know i've <laughs> I've been loving White Claw. I've always loved it, but there's something about a nice White Claw outside on a hot day. White and, and it's it's got to be like a can, right? Like you you said it. You said crack open a cold one because I think on like a like bottled beer is great. Draft beer if you're a growler guy, but I think something about like a, like a can of beer or seltzer or whatever. Just but like a can, you get the good sweat on the outside. Ooh. Feels good. Are are you guys koozie guys? I am not. I'm not a no. koozie guy. I've I've never understood the concept. I can and maybe it's just maybe it's just something that I needed to talk to somebody else about about just the fact that maybe I drink them too quickly and like the whole the whole like your beer's gonna cool down hasn't really been a an issue, but yeah, that's what they say. If you if you need the koozie, you're drinking it too slow. Yeah. I also have but do you guys have like a drawer full of koozies? Because I do. Like I have a like people give them to me. And like I have a drawer, it seemed like a good idea in practice. And I have a drawer full of koozies. Uh, Aiden, I've even got a couple of white claw specific koozies in in Love the it. house. But yeah, I'm not. A, but I'm not a koozie guy. They just sit in the drawer. I actually feel like white claw might be good out of a bottle. Like I'm actually, I'm more of a bottle. Anyways, we're we're gonna move on <laughs> to. Uh, I, I can't believe you guys gave me this because it can incorporate both of your things. You're gonna go mow the damn lawn. You you can crack a beer and, and drink your beer while mowing the lawn, and that barbecue is not gonna be in the shape that it needs to be if you're having to hack through knee high grass the whole time. Like you want to be able to throw the ball around for the dog, um, maybe set up the croquet set. But in order to do all of that, it's it's like breakfast. You know, you got to have like your main meal before you can get the rest of the day going. So we're going to go mowing the lawn. Uh, uh, that's that's good. I had that high on my draft board too. That was a uh, was a big pick right there. The the tough thing about the lawn right now is like I got a good pre mow in in like uh, March, um, but then with how much it's been raining lately, and then you get like the one nice sunny day. Uh, it, one, it puts a lot of pressure on you because. There's so many other things you could be doing, but if, if you have one day to the mow the lawn, like it's going to be too damp the next day. Um, but two, I completely forgot where I was going with that. I didn't stick that landing. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw in there too on mowing the lawn. Like right now, it's still like kind of fun to mow the lawn because it's been a long winter, right? And like getting out there, getting the line straight, you know, try I don't know if you try to go like baseball infield. I try to like give it maybe a little diamond pattern every once in a while. Cause I've got like the perfect size lawn. I got a nice backyard, but it's not too big. It's not a hill. It's not on the side of a, of, you know, I don't have any, any peaks and valleys, well, but, but like in about June, July, mowing the lawn gets a little bit annoying, but like right now it's still a fun time to mow the lawn. 
Well, so the, I, I guess that's what I was I was trying to to navigate towards is after all of this rain, my lawn just shot up and it's like two feet tall. Like this first mow isn't a fun one. Like like this is the like this is like the you got to shave the head before you can style <laughs> it sort of thing. Um, so it's 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 a bit of a process right now. I also have a a seventh month seven month year old puppy that uh is kind of sneaky about where he does his business so uh mm. it's it's a minefield out there at times um but yeah you know it's it's something i enjoy doing the work guys uh which actually leads me to my second pick since this is a snake draft and uh my second recommendation for today is do nothing like there is too much pressure that's put on to oregonians to make the <laughs> most out of nice sunny days like this it's stressful i get a lot of anxiety about it like it's by the time you actually figure out what you want to do it's two o'clock and then the self-hatred really begins and so i am giving all of you permission to yeah click that next netflix netflix show yeah catch up on barry better call saul look out your window smile at the neighbors like be friendly about it but enjoy this day it's yours don't do anything with it except for maybe work if you have to only if you absolutely have to yeah <laughs> All right, so I, I think uh, I think I think Aiden, I think Aiden's up now. All right, so this is this is something that I've been missing extra. I think uh, just because of of COVID and how long things were shut down, but pick up basketball at the park on a nice sunny day. It's been it's been a while since I've been able to do that, and there's always great games going on all over the city. There's so many great parks. I'll go back to my high school and play at grant there's oregon park over by my house there's lots of great options but it's always great to see when when everyone starts coming back out to play again so what's Aiden, what what's your pickup style right are you are you like are you a shooter are you a facilitator are you are you a defensive guy like what's what's your like you show up to the park you know you've got you know yeah, I'm sure you've got your bro take on because you're still in really good shape. Uh, you got to let, let the people know, you know, sun's out, guns out, time to play some hoops. Um, and like, you know, he's got he's got those kicker calves really shined up, you yeah, know, like, just, <laughs> just activating the calves like ready yeah. to go. Like what's so what's your what's your style of game? So I'm I'm definitely a shoot first guy. I've never been much of a facilitator, <laughs> but uh, I like playing in the post. I like driving and. I can shoot, but it really just depends on the day. So I like I like to really play to to my strength. So if I'm having a good shooting day, I'll stay behind the three point line a little bit. But my game is really based on physicality. You know, I'm I'm tall, I'm a relatively big guy, so I like to to really force the issue and get to the rim. You're also a for, former Division One college athlete. I mean, you just like like do you let the people know. Like, do you wear like your Oregon gear out there, or do you like keep that like under wraps? No, I, like, I no, no big deal. I kicked in the Rose Bowl. No big deal. Uh, I got to keep it under wraps. I can't let anyone know. <laughs> when, when he hits really deep threes, he goes like, that would have been good from 60. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On, on to Justin. Thought, I'm up. By the way, that was it's a good pick. It was. A, I think that's like that's like a team-specific pick, though. Because, like, I am, I am 42. I like my Achilles <laughs> tendons. So I don't play pickup hoops anymore. That game is uh, that game is is no more for me. But for like for the team for this for the situation, it's a great need pick. So it's a quality pick. Uh, next one I got um, similar to to cracking a cold one, but this is atmosphere as well. In Portland, especially rooftop drinks, you yeah. gotta find a rooftop. If the sun's out, uh, that you know Revolution Hall, um, Ten Barrel downtown. Uh, I live in Woodstock. What up, New Seasons rooftop? Um, just I, a, a sneaky good. Like, why does New Seasons have a great rooftop? It's I don't. Like, I don't know. Like, but it's, like, it's like walking Port distance from my house. I love it. Portland has a need for more rooftop bar situations, and out of nowhere, it's the grocery store off the top rope. <laughs> exactly right. Here comes here comes New Seasons with the with the flying elbow. Uh, but you got. I mean, you, you just sunny day comes out getting out on a rooftop you got to take some rooftop selfies you know and let some people know get them on the gram all right so that's so i got i got rooftop drinks um then you got to get some ice cream 
you, you got to get you got you got you got to get some ice cream somewhere. And you know what? Even like in a bit of a of a qualifier, because I again, you don't need sunny days to get ice cream, but like ice cream in a waffle cone, like as you're mm-hmm. walking around, because waffle like ice cream in a cone, like that's a mobile food. You can't like you don't want to get ice cream cone in the car. That's gonna be a mess. So, but as long as you're walking, you're good. So I'm gonna go ice cream waffle cone on a nice sunny day. So, so are you thinking like pick up and like at your neighborhood salt and straw and, and take a nice stroll through town and, and actually as, as two Oregon guys, like, you know, like native Oregonians always kind of scoff at, um, uh, voodoo donuts, like, Oh, like, you know, that's a touristy thing is salt and straw a touristy thing, or does that actually have like, like Oregonian cred? No, salt and straw is a touristy thing. It's 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 waiting in line for ice cream. It's it's fine ice cream, but it's 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 waiting in line for ice cream. And again, I, I'm a neighborhood guy, so shout out to Cloud City Ice Cream. Uh, also, if you're in Selwood, the Hurry Back Ice Cream trailer in the uh, in the in the food cart pod there. There's so much like good local ice cream places, and salt and straw is great. But like a like a 20 minute wait in line for for ice cream, I I feel is 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 too touristy. Yeah, 100%. It's it's not that it's not good. It's just to to me it's not worth the wait. I think there are a lot of other great places you can go. I love 50 Licks in the Laurelhurst neighborhood. Oh, 50 Licks oh, that, is good. That's a good name. Yeah, it's I I just feel like that's what I always tell people. It's like when they ask about Salt and Straw, it's like it's great and all, but you can go to a place that's about as good and wait for 5 minutes instead of 20 and have a nice little uncrowded experience so i i definitely go towards that instead of salt and straw have, have either of you guys been to uh sugar pine drive-in i have not been to the it's, sugar it's, pine drive-in i'm intrigued though so so it's um have you ever gone and like gone floating like out in troutdale i have not made it to troutdale for floating okay so that's that's it's <laughs> it's too it's too early for floating because the the river's way too cold but one one of my favorite summer activities is is floating floating the river up there you you bring two cars you you put in at the top you float down you have a nice day um but at the at very end of the float there's a drive it's called the sugar pine drive-in and they do like very uh simple food orders it's like pulled pork sandwiches and like a, a blt but then they also do like just like they have a separate full like ice cream window and it's it's one of those places where if you go in like the middle of the summer, like it's probably going to be like an hour and a half long wait. Mm. But if you sneak out there on a May 4th, you know, when people aren't thinking of floating, when it's a sneaky, nice day, yeah, it, it might be might be a great place to get a little ice cream and uh, enjoy a little bit of nature. But it's, I'm, it's I'm not gonna... my pick. I, it's not my pick. So yeah. I, I... Also, I, I have to give uh, uh, another uh another hometown shout out because I am from Southern Oregon. I am from Douglas County and I ride or die with Umqua ice cream. I'm sorry, Tillamook, you're fighting for second, but like, I, I don't even make the face, Alger. I ride or die. No, 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 no. Dairy and I'm I, on board. I, and, and it is, uh, it, it, that's number one in the clubhouse. The hay is in the barn. Tillamook, uh, I, you can think of, I can't think of another, uh, Oregon-based ice cream brand right now, but they're they're fighting for second uh, because the uh, the Umqua Dairy is is the ultimate go-to Oregon ice cream. That's a hot take. I uh, I don't disagree. I think Tillamook is uh, Tillamook is is basically the the salt and straw. It's 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 good, but I, I think it's a little overrated. And uh, between like Tillamook and I almost did like a hit piece on Burgerville about a month ago. I I had it was my like my fifth time going there, and the like you just get a single cheeseburger and it comes out completely cold. Like it's a missed opportunity. In and out's going to steamroll them. <laughs> you're you're going to the wrong Burgerville then. It must be. Well, so so that's that's why I, that's why I uh, I pulled the fingers off of the keyboard and, and just kind of waited a little bit. I. I'm going to go sample across the city before we make our full on conclusion. Mm, there you go. Uh, Let's strive for fairness on the corridor. I got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Aiden, you're up. All right. My next pick is heading to Savi's Island. Oh shit. That was my Get next. Some... Well done. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, just never admit that. Say all you got all your picks exactly where you wanted them. Exactly. 
So uh, yeah, head down there. For me, that's the uh, that is not the clothing optional beach, but oh, whatever. That was the next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, With that yeah, mustache, I mean, you'd never know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just thinking back to uh, when I went down there for my senior skip day in high school and how glorious that was. So you want to relive the glory days? Maybe crack open a cold one by the water. It's a great place to be. Yeah, that's that's an elite spot. And actually, it, it probably goes along the same lines as uh, the, the sugar pine, where if you go in July on Savi's on a sunny day, like it's I mean, it's somehow there's traffic on like a, a rural island. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, OK, so if I can't take Savi's, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take another road trip vibe, but we're going to go out to Hood River. Um, Hood River on a sunny day is, I think, one of the best little towns in Oregon. Like, go up there and, and get a, a nice meal at a Double Mountain. Go down to the river, watch the kite surfers. Uh, there's pl plenty of uh, uh, wineries and breweries. You you can go up and uh, um, I don't know why I'm just describing a town that everyone knows, but it's it's an elite <laughs> spot. <laughs> it, it's it's an elite spot, and it's only like an hour out of town. And then on the way back. Um, if you haven't been to it, Thunder, Thunder Island Brewing Company is a really, really sneaky good spot right along the river. Although I do think that they, they switched buildings because they got too big. So it's not quite as scenic as, as it once was. But I mean, that's still, that's a legit drive, right? On a, sun, yeah. like a sunny day, like you still, like you can, you can still feel it's a little mountain chill in the air, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's got, it's a nice, refreshing, crisp drive out to Hood River. I'm with you there. Actually, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Aiden. Oh, always a plus when the drive is also enjoyable, not just the destination. That really kicks it up a notch for me. One of my friends, uh, we in the winter, there's a pond out in Hood River that we'll go skate on if it if it freezes over. <laughs> and uh, we used to drive out there in his Jeep. And uh, the drive out to Hood River is not pleasant when you're in a Jeep that isn't quite battened down all the way. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of a, a white knuckle scenario, but it's, it's much more leisurely in the summer. Um, all right. Well, I have the second end of my snake draft, and it's actually going to be one of my favorite things to do in the summer. Or when the weather's nice is I live in St. John's and I love the movie theater we have up here. It's called St. John's Cinemas. It's one of the only places that you it's 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 like seven dollars for first run movies. They do pizza and beer. And I just love seeing a good summer blockbuster and then coming out after the movie and feeling like the warm air and just kind of like it's it's a nice thing to go see maybe like a five o'clock film on like a sunny day. And uh, I saw this one last week, and so it's a it's a recommendation for anyone that wants to go see tomorrow. But the uh, the uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent with uh, Nicholas is that is that the name of it? Anyways, the the new Nicholas Cage movie yeah. is fantastic, and would make for a very nice nightcap to a, a nice day today, today, today. I keep <clears> saying tomorrow, even though we're actually yeah, you guys get it. Magic. It's it's like it's it's evergreen, right? Let's see. yeah. Who, who knows what the weather's going to be by the time somebody starts listening to this thing that, there that is kind of like an underrated feel though right like i remember like being a kid like you go to the movies in the summer and you you get out and you get kind of that movie blindness because the yep. light hits you and and it just it, it takes a little bit of, of of time to adjust but yeah i'm like when it does start getting a little bit warm getting into a into a dark cool movie theater i'm with you like like it's going to feel great in like three weeks coming out of Top Gun. Like I can't wait be, for, I can't so wait great. to be blinded by the real sky after watching the, the fake sky for two and a half hours. <laughs> right, I can, up. I can, I can sense Aiden's <laughs> is beyond words is excitement for Top Gun Maverick. I, I yeah. completely understand <laughs> beyond <laughs> words. Iceman's the Admiral. Aiden, how crazy is that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I have never actually seen Top Gun. With that mustache, goose-esque mustache, that surprises me. I'm, you know, I'm they, always, they, always say, like, they always say with great mustache comes great responsibility, and <laughs> you're, not, you're not honoring the code, my friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll report back next episode. You know what? We'll We're going to have to just rip that. 
We'll we'll Photoshop uh, your mustache onto Justin's face and make make things right for this episode since <laughs> since he did not honor the the dress code either. All right. So for my next pick, I'm going opposite direction of Head River, heading out to the coast. Well done. Day trip to the coast is great. Uh, I feel like the last few times I've gone, I don't even remember where they were specifically, but. Getting some ice cream and and walking down on the beach on a nice sunny day is just the best. And I'm definitely gonna try to get out there soon. My uh, one of my good friends' families has a house out there in uh, in Lincoln City, so I'm definitely gonna be getting out there a lot this summer. But the coast is a great one. I I don't want to bring controversy to the podcast. You know, it's the first time you've invited me on. And by the way, I'm honored. Ho- hopefully, I, I get brought back. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to be a, a little bit of a, of a draft analyst hot taker right now. Uh, the, the Oregon Here. coast is so overrated. It is the, it is the most overrated thing about this great state. And I, I am a native, much like you, Aiden, I'm a native Oregonian, but it is the most overrated thing about you. There is, where you, where are you like a long beach guy? There is like, not a like nice, a big cross the border. Aiden said a nice sunny day on the beach that does not exist. There, you are wearing a hoodie and a parka if it is clear. If if you are not, then, then it is rainy and cloudy. The, the, the sand is cold. The water is freezing. It is fun for about five minutes to hear the ocean, and then I'm, I'm done with it. So it's a, it's a salt and straw pick to you, then. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit of, I mean, if you threw in Moe's chowder on top of it, I would, I, I would then have to then really take, 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 take a good hard look. At, at hey, where you, we're coming you, from. you customize your own day. It can be whatever you want. Wonderful <laughs> opportunity. I I feel like the beach is one of the picks that's most dependent on the company that you're with, uh, because you know you can enjoy that cold one on your own. Um, you can mow that lawn on your own. Um, you know if it's a, if if it's a a good lively group that has planned activities at the beach. You know if you have like like four people and you can throw the frizz around. You know, yeah. like that's that's all great. But if uh, if it's just uh, like a like, hey, Justin, you want to go to the beach <laughs> and and wear your winter coat because it's yeah. freezing cold. It's yeah, never a like... nice day on the Oregon coast. <laughs> like a lot. We, we, yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna smell like seaweed. That's awesome. Also, no one in Alaska calls it the coast. It's just kind of like the water. <laughs> it's just I do, I do it's think just that like. Is... It is something like very Oregon and Washington. Like it is because like it's the it's the beach in California, right? It's in Oregon and Washington, it's it's the coast. Yeah, but what do you what do you call like cliffs like on the the California coast? Like stuff that's not the beach that is technically the the edge. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Elevated. We have to consult that... our we have to get our, our I five corridor California consultant on the phone. <laughs> We're working on that. It's a tax issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I have two more picks, right? I think that's where we're at. I believe so. Or have, we, have we all lost track? Um, all right. So this one is a bit of a wild card. It's, it's, a, it's a wild card because it, it's tough to do uh, like today because today is Wednesday and we all, you always have to, to factor in that weather has no uh, appreciation for the workday calendar. But I'm going to throw it out there anyways, that if you get a sunny day in the month of May on a weekend, it is brunch time. It, mm. I, it is. I, I love brunch. Now, I don't need a sunny day for brunch, but it makes it elevates the uh, the, the eggs Benedict and the mimosas uh, it, it just to another level. And which, again, I also respect the, the Portland code, which is we call it brunch, but it's breakfast with alcohol. Like nobody, like nobody gets like the smoked salmon at brunch. You get the breakfast food. You just order a Bloody Mary and a mimosa with it. But if you get a sunny day on a Saturday or a Sunday, it it is brunch time, boys. What's your what's your go to brunch food? A breakfast burrito. It's it's like it's like the club sandwich of brunch, right? You go to a, <laughs> you go to a bar or a restaurant anywhere. You're never gonna have a bad club sandwich. It's not may not be the best thing on the menu, but it's never gonna be bad. And like a breakfast burrito, it's it's eggs, it's sausage, it's bacon, it's cheese, it's it's potatoes. Throw it in a tortilla. It's always good. I had a. I I think I think Portland isn't a great breakfast burrito town. I I think it relies too heavy on savory. 
Um, like you, it's, it's not hard to get a big breakfast burrito in Portland, but a lot of times it's, uh, you know, it's just a lot of the heavy thrown in there. I had a fantastic one last week at, uh, CC's coffee company. It's like a motorcycle coffee place. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it does out of the gates. You go like, Ooh, this might not be great because it's a, it's a reheat breakfast burrito. They don't have a kitchen in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they reheat it well. And it comes with just like a little side of like a cilantro sauce. And just that little extra addition of like something, something citrusy, a little bit to 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 cut the the savory. It was uh, I, I gave it like a solid like eight point seven on the the I five corridor breakfast burrito scale. Yeah, I, I don't I don't go in with like high like this breakfast burrito is going to to change my life. Uh, but I will say uh, Rigoberto's in Milwaukee, Oregon, is. Could you spell that for me, please? I could not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh just 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 google rigoberto's in in uh just off of mclaughlin on in milwaukee all their burritos are awesome their oregon okay. burrito with the french fries in it is awesome all the burritos Ooh. are awesome but you get there before before 10 30 and they serve breakfast burritos all day but before 10 30 that's it's it's a legit breakfast burrito now there's no brunch to go along with it but we've obviously created a little aside conversation here when it comes to breakfast burritos. <laughs> it, it's a bring your own brunch scenario. Yes. <laughs> All right. And this is uh, my last pick on a, on a sunny day uh, as a, as a Douglas County, Southern Oregon uh, dirt ball. There's just something about riding with your windows down, windows down in your truck, you know, country music blaring. Like I said, I'm a dirt ball. And uh, just being, just being a lot, not quite obnoxious loud with the music, but just so like everybody knows what you're listening to, just, just to <laughs> let them know what you're listening. But, but, but rolling through the neighborhood with, with the windows down on, on a sunny day, to me, that's, uh, that, that's, that's a solid, solid way to go about your afternoon. That's, uh, that's an elite pick. I remember, I think this might've been like my second or third year in Oregon uh it was a perfectly sunny day i think i was driving home from like a hockey tournament in july it was the checking for charity thing and i was driving across the fremont bridge it was maybe like 7 30 so you're starting to get a little little bit of colors in the sky had the windows rolled down and i was like this might be the best feeling in the world right now just 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 like that just like that perfectly i it was probably like 82 degrees you know which is probably the perfect temperature and uh, yeah, you you get that wind flowing through the car, and uh, it's 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 a gift. All right, Aiden, take us home. All right, so for my last pick, this one's a real team player. It is procrastination. So as we talked about, I thought you were going to say like read the I five corridor, like that would have been like a great <laughs> team player. <laughs> I thought you were going to close it out with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, but uh, yeah. Um, as we talked about, you got to take advantage when the weather turns, even if it's just for a day, because you never know what's going to happen in the spring, but procrastinate, do the bare minimum, only the things <laughs> you absolutely have to do. And that's going to allow you to go to salt and straw on the Oregon coast and so many other fun things. I like that. I like that. All right. To, to take us home, I'm just going to say, walk the dog. As, yeah. as, as someone who uh, uh, we got our new puppy in January and the first uh, three months of like teaching a puppy how to walk in the rain has been terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, because because you want that consistency, right? So you got to go out every day. You, you got to teach him how to be on the leash, how to heal this and that. And uh, it's been uh, I, I've come home soaked uh, many times over the last couple months and I'm ready to just have like one of those ones where you don't have to like look at the iPhone and see like, Oh, it's going to start raining in 16 minutes uh, where you can just go out and walk with no actual like destination and just see where, see where the roads take you. And, and right now it's uh, in St. John's, like everything just started blooming a, a couple of weeks ago. Like it's, it's a, a palette of colors and smells and everything. It's, it's a great time to be out with your dog. I mean, in the Pacific Northwest, we are, we are a passive aggressive people. You get like, you walk down the road, you get maybe Here like a, a head nod or like a, you know, or maybe a good morning, but it's not a, you know, it's not like it, in the South or the Midwest where, you know, 
we don't get into big long conversations. I'm gonna do me, you do you. But there's something about when you when you walk your dog through the neighborhood, you get a little extra smile from like the other from the, you know from the other uh, uh, from the other pedestrians. Little, little kids always when you get like a kid who like loves seeing the dog. That's always a, a, a nice little nice little perk. But here's the thing, like I, so my dog. Uh, I got when I was in Seattle, he was, he was a rescue dog. He was three when I got him. So he has lived his entire life with me in Seattle and in Portland. And he will not walk in the rain. He <laughs> like 100% will not. And he is a 60 pound pit bull and we go outside and it rains and he puts the clamps on and he's like, yeah, I'm not walking. I'm not, and so I can't, I, and I can't drag him. He's, he's like a quarterback who can only throw in a, like a, he's Kurt Warner. Yes, he is. He Kurt Warner, like Peyton Manning, like like Matt in Ryan, the dome. Yeah. yeah, in the dome, fast track. He's he's legit. Um, but yeah, rain, rain, rainy conditions. He just melts. Well, that's uh, that's the fifteen things that you should do today in Oregon. I I, I feel pretty good about my, my picks, although like. I tell you what, it was it was hard to knock you guys off of your home state advantage. I mean, I I, I thought you guys came in with a plan. Uh, you attacked very uh, well, and you kind of always got the best player available on the board. So so congrats, congratulations. Got I felt like got a lot of need picks. You know, didn't take a, too many uh, too many big swings. That's the key to these drafts, right? You just you you got you got to stay in your lane and know exactly where. And let's not get too experimental. That uh, the the ice cream pick, sneaky fast, you know, uh, uh, good good work ethic there, uh, uh, <laughs> just a grinding a grinder of a pick. Um, all right, well, we're gonna have you stick around for this is gonna be a great transition because I just wanted to talk touch a little bit on the, the NFL draft this weekend. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau was the only Oregon Duck selected, which is still somehow one more than Texas. I was just listening to the radio and like, how does Texas not have a draft pick? Like that's insane. Um, but it's, it's, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, it's obviously a, a great showing for Oregon in the top end. This is the third straight year where they've had a, a top 10, a top 10 pick. I think Kayvon's going to probably be a star in New York if, if he can be consistent. Um, but it was just kind of a bummer to see guys like Verone McKinley and Michael Wright and Devin Williams, like guys who still had eligibility um, who could have probably made a pretty good impact on Oregon this year. Um, you know, they all ended up signing as undrafted free agents, but that, that's quite the, quite probably the different, a different outcome than they envisioned. And so Aiden, I wanted to ask you first, just as, as, as someone who has kind of, you know, been around guys as they're making those decisions, like, like what, what kind of goes into to when people are leaving early for the draft and like when, when people talk about like, they got bad advice or, or there's people in their ear. Like, like what does that actually mean? Well, yeah, it's, it's a real tough decision and there, there's a lot of factors that go into it and it can kind of be different for everybody. But one thing that we were always told is uh, you, what you can do is you can submit for an evaluation from the NFL um, prior to a draft. Like you finish, you finish a year, you're eligible for the draft. Um, but if you still have eligibility to come back, you can say to the NFL, hey, can you guys take a look at me? Take a look at my tape. What's your grade? And they always say you get a first round grade, a second round grade, or a stay in school. <laughs> and uh, it just doesn't – I don't know the exact details of what those evaluations might have been, but uh, I, I think maybe people have gotten away from taking that advice a little bit. Um, and I think one other thing that makes it, um, easier for guys to leave is when they've graduated. And so I think you kind of get this feeling when you've graduated, you're like, okay, what am I really doing here? I have football, but I'm not really taking any classes. I'm kind of just hanging out. And the COVID situation did make that a little bit weird. Like Verone McKinley was a fourth year sophomore, which is not something you hear very much. So, you know, I think it's easy for guys to to have that NFL dream and get a little antsy and say, <clears throat> I'm just going to get out of here and go for it. Well, the other thing I want to ask you, Aiden, because I, I I think part of this is the fact that Cristobal left. I, I would assume that if Cristobal was still the head coach, a handful of those guys would probably feel way more comfortable coming back as opposed to 
well, I don't know who Dan Lanning is. I don't know who yeah, Kenny Dillingham point. is. I don't know who any of these coaches are. Um, I'm eligible for the draft. You probably have got guys in your ear telling you, yeah, you're, you're, you're a third round guy. I mean, cause what, what is that process of knowing that this is my coach, not only my coach, but this is my position coach and to have an entire staff because you went through it to have an entire staff just gone and have to learn the process all over again. I assume that's probably a big reason why some of these guys maybe took that risk because you have not only coming back with uncertainty, but you don't know who this new head coach is and if he's even going to like you or if he's going to like your game or how you're going to fit into his system. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a factor. Staff transitions are, are always difficult. Um, and I think one of the things that sometimes guys will get worried about is there are times where staffs transition and they don't end up playing guys who've been really productive in the past because they're they're a little biased towards the recruiting classes they bring in and the guys that they want to work with. So like uh, like opening up the quarterback competition when you have Justin <laughs> Herbert on your roster. <laughs> Precisely. I'm not not that any certain coach would do that. Um you know anyways yeah but maybe uh, even maybe even putting justin herbert at like number two on the depth chart after a meaningless spring practice you mean like maybe doing that is a good idea anyways i'm sure that guy has great judgment anyways um getting back to to aiden's point yeah so i think i think that's definitely a factor but i think that uh as john canzano touched on um in in a article he wrote recently about advice that these guys got i think it's it's really easy for agents to kind of be predatory uh, and take advantage of how much confidence guys have in themselves so i think that during that process i think they don't necessarily weight things very objectively like for instance as you just uh were alluding to it could be that they're worried about the new staff, but they think they're going to get drafted in the second or third round when in reality they're going to be a sixth, seventh, or undrafted free agent guy. And so if they're already confident in their abilities, I think a little bit of bad advice can go a long way to just say, screw it, I don't want to deal with any of this stuff here, I'm just going to leave. It, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch um, just how much more bad advice is coming in from the predatorial type of people, like you were saying, I mean, just, just with NIL, um, I mean, we don't need to get into like how much chaos this whole thing has, has been, but you know, just, just last week, I I forget the player, but it was basically his agent pool or like his, his agency was announcing like that he was entering the transfer pool or the, the transfer portal. And that Mm -hmm. was going to be signing with a different team and, and, or, um, I saw another another one where the agency announced uh, like his NIL deal. I forget the player again, but it was like um, there's just going to be a lot more fingers in the pot, even though like this whole thing is supposed to be to kind of like strengthen and, um, you know, kind of give athletes what they've been like what they've deserved. But it's uh, I I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to end up getting screwed over one way or the other by by bad actors in this whole thing. You mean throwing like hundreds of thousands of dollars at 18 and 19 year old kids who don't have legal representation or financial literacy was going to involve bad actors in terms of trying to win football games? I mean, color, color me shocked. I, I mean, I I know you said we, we don't have time to go down this path and you're right because I've probably spent a month's worth of shows talking about it, but it is kind of exactly what what I think I I looked at when you saw NIL come down the pike, which was, you don't know how SEC boosters work. Like the best case scenario was supposed to be, you know, Justin Herbert comes in and is a star as a sophomore and is like doing, you know, uh, Kendall Auto Group commercials and getting himself a nice F-150 to drive around Eugene. The problem is boosters figure, why not just eliminate the mailman or middleman and let's just start going to the high schools and start paying them and bringing them in as recruits. But here's the one thing I, I was curious for both of you guys going back to Oregon, not getting anyone drafted because, and I know that look, Cristobal is gone. He is, he's off to Miami and, and you got a did new, you, did staff. you see the house that he bought? 
Ooh, I did not. I, is it? Ooh, he, he dropped eight point five mil on a on a mansion down in Miami. And uh, does his basketball court have a three point like a full? I, I think I think it does. But I, I just like, I just want to say like Mario. After seeing that, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but but I think it is a fair criticism if you look at where Oregon was recruiting. Right, Oregon was top five, top ten in the last three years in recruiting. They put one dude in the draft, and it was a dude that we knew from the first snap his freshman year was going to be headed to the draft. I, I think it has been a fair criticism of Cristobal and his staff at Oregon that they changed the recruiting game for uh, maybe for good at Oregon, like the way that they went about recruiting and proved that you can recruit at a top 10 level. But the criticism of their player development, I think, is still fair. I, I mean, the, the fact that you you didn't see guys coming in as four and five star recruits. And more than just getting bad advice and maybe a bad 40 time for Michael Wright, how do you not have like, you know, guys just at least three or four guys scattered throughout the third, fourth, fifth rounds. If you have had a recruiting class in the top five and the top 10 for the last three years, there, there was a player development issue with Cristobal and his staff. Now I know he's gone and that we can't spin this discussion forward, but I do think that is, is a big criticism that is fair. Now, when you look at, at the way that, Oregon just put one dude in the draft. I was I was shocked that Wright didn't get drafted, and, and not necessarily for you know I I didn't see his name in a bunch of mocks and, and that sort of things. But the uh, I believe he was a top one hundred guy when he came in, or at least a top one fifty guy. Mm -hmm. And you know everyone that you talked to like his freshman year was just like, oh, this guy's off the charts. Like he's he's going to be great. Like I, I think that he was. Uh, there was a very, very re real expectation that he'd be like one of those like three and done guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, you know, after the first day of the draft, I, I didn't really pay attention a whole lot. So it was one of those ones where I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter or pulling things up to see like where like Michael and, and Verone ended up. And it was like, oh man, like they didn't even get touched. Like it was, it was kind of shocking. Yeah, it was. It was really surprising. I, I kept expecting them to go kind of in the mid to late rounds. And just like you, I was on Twitter and I was going to the Oregon football page and just waiting for them to, to post where they'd been drafted to. But one of the things this makes me think of, just given that so many guys leave early, um, maybe when they shouldn't, and they're guys who could potentially be drafted the next year, is that why can't undrafted guys go back to school the way they can in the NBA? I think the that was a great rule change for the NBA, and I, I think the NFL should follow suit as well. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's like what what is the 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 reasoning behind it now? Now that NIL is a thing, right? Now these guys already have agents, so it's not like oh, you hired an agent, you were because that was the whole reason for it before, right? Was you didn't want it's just these the guys cloud being, of amateurism, yeah, yeah, and it's like well, that's gone now, so yeah, it it, it would make sense. I mean. You'd have to mess around with the timeline and I think scholarship limits, but that's an easy fix. I mean, they fixed that during COVID, right? COVID came along and they're like, everybody gets an extra year. Yeah. <laughs> you're all you're all sophomores again. So like, you can fix, like, that's the one thing, like one of the many things, but one of the things we learned in COVID, especially with college football, like you can just do anything you want. Like Cal and UCLA played a game on Sunday that they scheduled on a Tuesday. <laughs> Like you, you, you can just give guys extra years of eligibility. You can just do it. And that, I mean, that's a good point. There's no reason why half of these guys have agents anyways, declare for the draft. You don't get drafted. You don't sign with the team, come back and play a year. If you have eligibility, you, how, how much do you think, um, like, let's take someone and, you know, this has nothing to do with what, what they actually think, but let's take like a Verone McKinley and let's say after the draft, uh, because he ended up signing with Miami as an undrafted free agent. So, you know, he'll get to go at, you know, through mini camps and practice squad sort of that sort of thing. But you think if you were to give him the option right now of you can come back to Oregon for a year or you can just kind of keep the path you're going on, I'd, I'd be curious to 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 hear what someone would do, because I, I imagine it would probably be pretty tough after, you know, you do the, you know, do the draft and have the option of like, oh, I can be in the NFL right now, technically. Or I, I can come back and, and, and try again. I, I I would honestly be really, really fascinated to hear what people would think on that. I mean, even, even if it's only like 5%, because I, I, I mean. How, how much I, do you make on a practice squad? 
contract or like like how much how much did someone like Verone sign for? Like how much is is he is that like a decent financial boost? Yeah, well it it depends on if you end up making the fifty three. So if you end up making the fifty three, you're probably going to be on a minimum deal or close to minimum, which is definitely very significant. Practice squad, I believe, is about a hundred and fifteen. Maybe something, maybe in like the low hundreds of thousands. I think I, I, these numbers change so much. I'm not exactly sure. And, and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, Verone would obviously have some sort of money coming to him at Oregon. Like he he would be kind of the most popular, especially with Kayvon gone. He'd be kind of the kind of the main face of that defense. Though I I'd be curious to see. Um, I'm going to be really interested in seeing like what sort of money is thrown at guys to keep them for a year versus what money is thrown at guys like in the initial phases of recruiting um, for like five-star or four-star guys. Um, I, I'm just, I, I would love if these budgets were all public. <laughs> well, wasn't that what's supposed to be the whole point of, of making the whole NIL was that everybody believed that there was all this money coming in under the table, hand over fist, which I, I have a hard time believing that that was the case. I have no doubt that there were some bad actors and there were some people taking advantage of the system and maybe a lot more in, in, in states where it's warmer than just one day in the spring, shall we say? But <laughs> I mean, that, that was supposed to be the whole thing, right? Let's get the money up above board. Let's get the money out in the open. And that way it's going to eliminate a, a lot of the, uh, it's going to eliminate the, uh, the corruption. It seems to have done the opposite, at least right now. It seems to have just added more people, more investors. And now uh, I know it's not football, but I don't know if you saw uh, the kid from Miami basketball. Miami just made a run to the Elite Eight. He had an NIL deal. He said, yeah, but I'm the best player on an Elite Eight team. I want to redo my deal. And if I don't, I'm in the transfer portal. And the, you know, the Mario Cristobal's billionaire buddy down at Miami who has been writing all these NIL deals was like, no, you're under contract. Like this is the, like, <laughs> these guys are going to learn very, very fast about contracts and stipulations and, and, and responsibilities because you know, more and more of these boosts, like no, nobody is just going to write an NIL deal in good faith. Like you no, you play for my alma mater. You play for the team that, that, that I say you play for. And if you don't, well, then you're going to be in breach of contract. And, and I think it's only a matter of time unless the NCAA gets back on this bus that they just kind of let drive off of on its own with no driver. Unless they get back on this bus, like there's going to be, you know, legal discourse of like breach of contract. Players could be sued. They could go they could go into debt because they signed a very, very bad contract. Ask, ask any child star who tried to get a record deal. Like this, these things could could get very, very dicey very fast. I'm just daydreaming of thinking all the ways that it could have gone south for Aiden, you know, being an all pack 12 kicker, marketable mm. with the mustache. I mean, he would have been rolling in the dough. Like I figure at least like probably like, like maybe like a, like steel, uh, like um, uh, chainsaws or uh, maybe oh, like yeah. a bar, like a barbecue place. Um, oh. oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I missed so, my so, I missed it just barely. All right. So Aiden, if you if you could get an NIL deal back in the day from, from anywhere in, in Eugene, the greater Lane County area, a place that that all three of us spent a good chunk of time in, where where would have been like you'd have been like, all right, I'm signing this deal right now? Oh, that is a good question. NIL deal. I well, <laughs> this is not unique to the area at all, but I have to say one of the first things that jumped into my mind was Chipotle because I saw who was it, it was one go. of the top prospects had Chipotle. I've been a Chipotle fan for a long time, and that would have been absolutely incredible. And I, I will say that the Chipotle on, on Coburg Road, I mean, top, top five Chipotle of all time I've ever been they, to. Like that, that Cobra Road Chipotle, like it knows what it's doing. I've uh, I've transcribed a fair amount of of, <laughs> of interviews in that that Cobra Chipotle. Um, it, it, were you just, or were were you like Ron's or Hawaiian Time or or Hodgepodge in terms of uh, in terms of maybe the the Hawaiian plate lunch? 
Definitely Hawaiian time. Yeah. The Mac salad. Yeah. The Mac oh, salad. The, it's fantastic. This it's the best day of the year is uh um Oregon uh Oregon Media Day when they just bring out the they, they stick you guys all at the tables, but they actually feed up they they give us reporters oh, a little bit of the Mac salad and oh, a little the pork. Best. And, oh. and then, Tyson, then you knew you you knew I wasn't gonna come on your podcast and not do a food breakdown at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's like I'm I'm actually disappointed in myself that I didn't have something like that planned for you. Um <laughs> all right, last last thing that I want to touch on. Uh Anything in the basketball playoffs interest? Like it's it's weird. Like granted, like the Blazers would probably be out by now, anyways. But it's kind of been weird. I, I wanted to write a story. Um, I want to talk to like just random Blazers employees and just be like, "What did you do dur during April?" Because like they, it's a it's a team that has made the playoffs like so often, and it's just um, it's kind of weird not having that vibe around the city as as the playoffs have been going on. Even though it's been weird the last couple of years with COVID and the bubble and. And those sorts of things but uh, i de i definitely missed the electricity here but uh i mean this i think this boston uh milwaukee series is going to be pretty darn fun to watch i mean it, it what's interesting is that all of the mvp debate that happened at the end of the regular season it took like six games for everybody to just be like yeah yon is still the best player in the world like that, <laughs> that like that, that dude is is still uh, the best player in the world. What's going to be interesting for me from a, from a Blazer standpoint, because the the Blazers have got work to do. Obviously, you got the lottery coming up. You've got a whole roster that you need to rebuild because all of those dudes that were tanking at the end of the season, they're all going to be gone. They got they get. I don't know if Drew Eubanks gets to keep like his jersey as like it's like a memento for his time. They're they're going to make a quilt with all of his ten day yeah, contracts. Exactly, <laughs> but but. I know that they're not in the playoffs anymore, but I think recently there's stories out of Utah now that Rudy Gobert is disgruntled and isn't very happy in Utah. And that's as a, as a Blazer fan, that's what I'm keeping an eye on. Who is going to be in a bad mood? Who is, who's going to be going through kind of a basketball breakup because you have seen the last couple of years in the NBA, that has been the biggest factor in player movement is guys not getting along. Ben Simmons and, and the Sixers didn't get along. James Harden and the Nets didn't get along. Uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, watching the Utah Jazz play, it's like it's like watching a couple that's clearly in a fight and they're like trying to get through dinner. You know, it's like, we're just going to get it through dinner and then we'll go home and we'll fight afterwards. But like, anyways, thank you so much for inviting us. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the air just changes when the Utah jazz walk in the room, like those yeah. two are in a fight, but like, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to break up that team. And I think the Blazers have to be in some kind of position to take some big swings at, at maybe certain players who may become available that we don't know were going to be available. I mean, you think about, James Harden wasn't available this time last year. He just became available because he got upset. And that kind of stuff is going to be huge. I don't know if Colbert would want to switch to another point guard who doesn't play defense. <laughs> but if he passes him the ball, true, like it's like, all right, I know you don't play any perimeter defense and I have to block every shot and I'm going to be in a lot of foul trouble, but you know what? Like you give me like a two or three lobs a game and just let me get double digit points um aiden would you have been uh how would you have felt if cj mccollum like led a dominant series for new orleans into like the second round oh i think i froze for a sec <laughs> I, just, I, I just thought the question broke your brain for for, for a minute i i i, I... <laughs> He wouldn't feel look on his face. He, he wouldn't like, feel that how, great. Like, about how it. dare you? Um, how uh, dare you, Tyson? The, bring up CJ McCollum. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah the, the 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 question was uh, um, how how did it feel watching CJ McCollum in the playoffs? And would you have how would you have felt if he happened to have led the Pelicans to like the second round, like with a dominant? Obviously, this is hypothetical, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm happy for him. It, it seems like he he's in a good situation with the Pelicans. And we've always known that CJ was a great player. You know, he, he's been really productive throughout his whole career. Um, and he's he's come up big in big moments a lot of times, too. Um, so 
No, uh, it's it's a little sad watching him on another team. Um, and it probably would be a little bit of a bummer to watch him uh, advance in the playoffs while the Blazers are at home. But, it, you know, I, I think the Blazers made the right decision moving off him as hard as it was um, after a lot of good years. But, yeah, I was I was rooting for him after we lost the pick. I was I was all in on the CJ bandwagon. All right, last uh, last thing for you too is uh, did you did you see the the Broncos video of them drafting Russell Wilson? Yes, I did not. Yes. and well, I'm so glad I didn't. I, I mean, classic Russ. That I, I guarantee you that was Russell's idea. Oh, I uh, guarantee Russ, Russ went to the PR department. He went to media relations. Like guys, I know I've only been here like three days, but I have got. I, I got a winner. How about we pretend that you guys draft me and, and I'm going to wear my full uniform too. And it's not going to be awkward. It's not going to be weird at all. All right. And now how much of that was just Russell being weird. And the other part of it is, cause I don't know if you know, like the backstory on the Russell Wilson draft day from back in 2012, Tell because he, he was married to his, his then wife, college sweetheart, who was sitting next to him. So every time I've seen the he, photo, yeah. His video of him taking the call from the Seahawks in the third round, there is his now ex-wife, who is not Sierra, uh <laughs> screaming <laughs> into the camera. And it's like that's that's there forever. Like that that draft. So I wonder like if in maybe it was Russ, maybe it was Sierra. Maybe she was like, look, you need a new phone call video. I'm tired of seeing her face. I'm tired of seeing that footage. Let's get us a new video. And he put the Broncos up to it. it it's it's just perfect, Russ, because like you can tell that he probably did like a hundred takes. A hundred takes yeah, of it. I but, can do it but better. I can do it better. It, it, it's a hundred takes, but with the vibe of like he's trying to put out the vibe of like taking it super casually too. He's like, oh yeah, cool. All right. And uh uh it's just I it does I, have like it does have like big like I don't know if we do it much anymore, but like when you didn't want to talk to someone, so you pretended to talk on the phone and like, like, Oh yeah. Hey, real. And you're like, it had big, like pretending to talk on the phone energy of like, I'm, I'm walking by this guy and I just, I, I, I don't want to talk to Keith in accounting right now. So I'm going to pretend I'm on a phone call. Like I, I understand the Seahawks are probably going to be bad this year, but just not having to pretend to, to enjoy that anymore. And he, you know, he was probably the best quarterback the Seahawks have ever had. Although I'm, you know, Matt, Matt Hasselbeck's my, my guy. Um, did, did it feel for a while? Like it was like, like the rich kid's birthday party that you had to go to. And you're like, nobody likes this kid, but like, you know, his, his dad bought us all super soakers. So like, we kind of all have to show up. Did it feel like that after a while? My, my dad gave everyone super soakers at, at my, but <laughs> he's that suddenly perfect? realizing. Oh, no. that professional squash money yeah yeah exactly uh well i think that's probably a good place to wrap up um any any parting thoughts aiden uh well my parting thoughts are i cannot wait to watch the blazers en route to a championship at this time next year maybe with rudy gobert you, you, th- you think you think it's it's within a year okay Whew. Uh, hey as a, a former great coach of mine once said, you got to speak it into existence. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and Justin, a, a first of all, thanks for coming on, man. It's, a, it's of course. Fun to have, it's fun to have you on my show for once instead of, uh, you know, the other way around. Um, when can, how can I plug your stuff to make this worth your time? Because I know this was well, probably first miser- off, just, just- I know this was miserable. First off, the conversation and company alone was well worth the time. This was an awful lot of fun. Um, uh, 6 to 9 a.m., 620, Rip City Radio, RCM, a.k.a. Rip City Mornings, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, it We talk a lot of Blazers. We also talk a lot of weird stuff because, um, as most people have found out over this last hour, I trail off a little bit, and the brain just goes where it goes. But uh, Tyson's on. Once a week, uh, Aiden is definitely going to be on now, now that we're like best friends on uh, on this podcast. And yeah, <laughs> if anybody wants to check it out, I would uh, really appreciate it. Also, uh, at Justin Myers 541 on Twitter, because I'm a 541 guy. 
I'm a top 50 Twitter follow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, did, did Aiden make my top 50? I don't think Aiden made my Twitter. Is that, was, that, was he eligible? Oh, no, no. Because he's like, his... I think you put me in there. I think I put you in there. So, oh. Sorry, you know, it's just when you're surrounded by greatness all the time, it's 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 sometimes. Uh, all right, cool. Well, Justin, one one last request is, can you play us off in the most stereotypical morning radio show voice possible? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. <clears throat> and that's going to do it for the I-5 Corridor podcast. Thanks again to Tyson Alger, Aiden Snyder, and of course, myself, Justin Myers, wishing you all a fond farewell. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. here on the I-5 Corridor. It's it's not gonna be six a it's not gonna be six a.m. But thank you everyone for listening. You're listening to the I-5 Corridor, hosted by Tyson Alger and Aiden Schneider. 